Marlene Hutchinson, and welcome to Tips for Guitar Playing Success. As many of you know, I've been sharing my guitar playing tips every Thursday for more than eight years. It's been my way to hopefully help you stay motivated, be inspired, and continue expanding your guitar playing journey. If you're interested in more learning resources like my Thursday Tips blog, my DVDs, books, virtual learning, and more, go to my website, marlenesmusic.com. And for anyone who's listening and feels like you're missing out on all the fun, you can easily join our wonderful world of guitar with my Learn to Play Guitar in a Day program, which you can also find at marlenesmusic.com. Now on to today's tip. Welcome everyone to my Guitar Friends interview. Today I'll be chatting with my good friend and bestie, Linda Scott. Linda started playing guitar when she was 12 years old and has played off and on ever since. She's also a lovely singer. In addition to her guitar playing, she's a mom and has been a pediatric nurse for more than 30 years. She volunteers at pediatric camps dedicated to children with medical challenges like the Painted Turtle in Lake Hughes and Camp Del Corazon in Catalina, where she helps not only with their medical needs, but she entertains them with her guitar playing. Welcome, Linda. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Marlene. Thank you. Um, I sound so important. I don't think I've ever been interviewed before. (laughs) Well, welcome to your first interview. Yay. So you started out playing guitar as a child. What inspired you to want to play guitar? So my mom had a guitar and she was left-handed and really never was able to pick up the guitar. You know, nowadays we have all this modern technology that, you know, you can get a left-handed guitar, but she thought that I would like to start playing guitar. So she enrolled me in the Torrance Rec Center and I just really, really liked it. It was a great hobby and everything. So for probably the last, gosh, 40 years, I've played on even more, I played on that guitar and I love playing, I love playing guitar. I also, um, my grandmother, when we were growing up, she was a music teacher. I first learned to play the cl- clarinet and but my real true love of my life is playing guitar. That's so cool. And how special that is that you're playing your mom's guitar or have your mom's guitar to play. So back then when you were learning um what were some of your songs that you liked to play? You know, I still have some of the music that I got back and, and I think they say some of my Music says like 1972, 1976. I know. I love that. Uh, You know, a long time ago. So you do the math. We would do um, a lot of picking. You know, obviously when I was first learning, you you know, you have to start out slow. But then I I mean, I was even able to play uh, some Joni Mitchell songs and Stairway to Heaven, which um, I still have in my binder and I want to pick it up again. But it was something really good in my life besides, uh, because I wasn't very good at sports. And then like you mentioned earlier, I love to sing and play guitar together. They do go hand in hand very naturally, I think. So I know because we're good friends that you've played guitar ever since then, sometimes on, sometimes off again, uh, because life kind of happens. And, uh, you know, sometimes we don't have as much time to play and things like that. So kind of the ebb and flow of your guitar 
playing? How has that been over the years? Yeah. So as you know, you get uh, in your twenties and start having uh, you know marriage and children and work. And I work twelve-hour nights, and there's no excuse. But guitar kind of went out of my life. I would pick it up to uh, at Christmas time to play some Christmas music occasionally. It's kind of like riding a bike. You, I feel I can pick it back up and you know you can print up music and, and play. But one of the really interesting things that happened is I, like many people in their 20s, had acrylic nails and you cannot <laughs> play guitar with acrylic nails. At least I couldn't, even short acrylic nails. So probably in there, you know, I want to say like six, eight, 10 years, I didn't play guitar and then I picked it back up again. I think that your guitar fest having, you know, something that, you know, you're going to perform at and that really helped. And then of course, as you know, I bought my first Taylor guitar after I went to NAMM with you. It sounds so amazing to play that um, steel string Taylor. It's just amazing. Well, and your mom's guitar is a nylon string guitar. And then you got this Taylor, which is a steel string. So it's kind of nice to have both of those. And by the way, for everyone listening out there, uh, I know a couple of people I've interviewed have talked about Guitar Fest, what I do twice a year, once in June, once in December, an event called Guitar Fest, where we all basically just get together, play group songs, people play solos, we jam together. You know, it's great to have those deadlines or those goals. And in fact, that's something I really wanted to talk about with you today, because, you know, it's 2021 and, you know, thinking about what you want to do this year, what you want to accomplish. And more in our case, obviously people set things up for their personal life, but this is more about your guitar playing and kind of some goals or dreams or ideas of things you want to do. So do you have any ideas of things that you want to do this year with your guitar playing? There is always room for improvement. I definitely would like to better my bar chords, um, learn tablature a little bit better or a lot better. I also, you know, maybe some new picking patterns, but my number one goal is my performance anxiety. You know, I'll practice, 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 and then I'll get up even on Zoom where there's nobody around and I'll, I'll just be, my, my fingers will get all um, sweaty and I get jittery in my voice. So, you know, Everybody should have goals in their life. And, you know, when you're playing an instrument, it even is is better. I did accomplish one of my goals already. I got a new amplifier and um, I have a microphone now and I set a certain time up every single, well, every other day, depending on my schedule at work. And, you know, I play a song until I think it sounds good. I love it. So that was kind of your goal, like in 2020 to practice more. Is that, am I hearing that correctly? Yes. You know, I, I'll pick up a song from, you know, in the car, be bopping down the highway. And I'm like, Hey, that would be good for a guitar fest. And, you know, I'll download it and then you got to practice it. And then I p- always put my own little twists on things, whether it be, I love to harmonize and I like to, um, hold notes for longer and, or, when I'm playing my guitar, I'll, I'll I'll strum and I'll do a picking pattern and then I'll go back to picking. And it's just fun to put your own little twist on things. So I don't want to sound like the original singer. Well, I can't. <laughs> well, and 
I think it's really fun with guitar playing to add your own personality and your own flavor. I think it's enjoyable for people. I know when I hear a cover tune and someone's performing it and it's familiar, but then they add something different, a twist or something interesting. It's like, wow, that was kind of cool. That was, that was a neat way to do it. So just circling back to your goals. So you mentioned four goals and that one was your primary goal. And I think that's really smart to narrow the field because, you know, we can all set really lofty goals and then you know, fall short of them and feel bad because they're just really not reasonable and not attainable. So let's take a look or talk about, if you will, um, sort of your game plan or your thoughts of what you want to do or what you're going to do to maybe work on that or how you're going to work on that goal of performance anxiety. I hadn't really thought about it. You know, there's a lot of things you can do before you play to kind of get yourself set up if you're going to play in front of a bunch of people, like I do when I go to camp, obviously practicing the song so that you know it really well, taking a deep breath, sometimes, you know, maybe meditating before, but taking a deep breath. And then once you start playing and you you realize that, you know, you look out in the audience and everybody's kind of bebopping and liking the song and smiling, then it kind of releases that anxiety. So... I don't know. It, it, it's a hard one because it's, it's very difficult to get over. You know, it's something that I think that many, many, many people face. I really like your ideas about performance anxiety and, and kind of, you know, ways to, or paths to, to do that. Like you said, practicing more or practicing, getting the song down. So there's that anxiety. But what I really liked that you talked about was kind of that, sort of that letdown effect. Like when we're playing, that does happen. We get a little tense and then all of a sudden you have this like, oh, I'm actually doing it. And it helps us to perform, I think the song a little better once we know that. And maybe you even realize, usually it takes me about one verse or two lines in the song and then I'm, okay, so let me just get through the two lines. I mean, do you have thoughts like that? Well, you know, everybody is, you know, you're always afraid you're going to make a mistake. And I mean, even Neil Young, Eric Clapton, we could name a whole bunch of John people. Mayer. John Mayer. <laughs> they make mistakes. They make mistakes. The thing is, is that you move on from your mistake. Maybe even laugh about it. And, you know, I remember performing one time and my music fell off the music stand and somebody came up and I, I started over again. And it was, it wasn't the end of the world, you yes. know, I think that, you know, like I said, pre-taking some deep breaths, but knowing, you know, knowing your song and just going through those little bloopers. How do you, how do you do that? So if you're playing and you have a blooper, what's kind of your idea or strategy of how to play through it? Well, in the past, now just recently, I, I set up this kind of little music room in my house. And of course, when you're practicing by yourself, you sound great. And a blooper and a blooper doesn't matter. If you happen to be performing in front of people, you just instead of making a face, which I'm notorious for doing, oh, we or, all are. <laughs> you just you just kind of move on or maybe play that that stanza or that chorus, just go straight to the chorus and try not to make it so obvious that you've made a mistake. Well, I think you're right. I think um trying to help us remember that 
it's okay if you have bloopers. I mean, the pros have bloopers. It happens, right? And so, yeah, not calling it out, but just kind of playing through it. I mean, it happens to all of us, I believe. I mean, I know I played something at the recent Guitar Fest where I had a blooper and I just tried to play on through it and, you know, oh, well, <laughs> it happens. Life so goes on. Life does go on. <laughs> that's, the, that's the message. I wanted to say something um, really quick. You know, with all the everything that's going on um, in the world with this pandemic, I have noticed that you know watching the news has been such so depressing and so negative lately. You know, people in my you know my friends usually have to tell me what's going on in the world <laughs> because I'll come in here and play my guitar instead of watching the news, and it's been a really good outlet. Oh, I love that. That's such a great thing to talk about, kind of guitar therapy. You're right. It's like, turn off the news, turn off the world. So great. And, you know, start playing guitar, grab your guitar. It, It really does. I notice mentally, I feel it when I'm sitting down to play. Like, I really do forget about everything else. So do you have go-to songs that you like to start out with or... I always, uh, you know, warm up with, uh, you know, a certain song and then I'll, I'll get into it. And, you know, I've been doing, um, trying to do some duets with friends and that's really fun and harmonizing with friends. Um, and it just is, it's a great pick me up. You know, you can listen to music in your guitar, in your, in your car, but playing the guitar and singing is just, it's just, I don't want to say mind alter altering, but it's a mood book. Buster, it, it helps in, it, you know improve your mood definitely. Well, it, it is actually mind altering. I've done a little bit of research on the internet and discovered that you're actually releasing dopamine and things like that. So it really is changing your mind as you're playing, and it is a mood builder. I believe. You know, I know when I sit down, I just feel, even if I'm playing and having bloopers while I'm practicing a song, it's like, I just feel like I'm accomplishing something. And I'm the, the concept of I'm creating music that just always feels so fantastic. So that, that's a great thing that you brought up about how it makes you feel. How often do you play? I probably play maybe every other day. And I usually try to come in about five o'clock if I don't have anything else going on. And, you know, with this day and age, there's not a lot going on. You're sp- <laughs> we're supposed to be staying at home. That's so, true. And then I'll play until my fingers hurt. And, you know, as we all know from your Thursday tips, um, you, you got to keep practicing to keep those calluses up. There was a couple times where I didn't play for a couple weeks and I had to use that apple cider vinegar trick. <laughs> it really works. Yeah. So I try to come in. In my little music room, um, I have an amplifier now and a a microphone. I always have my water and a pencil so I can make little notes on my music. And I'll just have like a personal jam session. I love it. Yeah, it's great. I love it. Okay, so that's the way everyone can set up their own personal jam sessions and, and jam and have a good time. So Linda is going to share some of her beautiful guitar music with us. So Linda, tell us a little bit about what you're going to be playing. Well, I like this uh, a certain p- picking pattern, and I use it with a lot of my songs, especially with my duets. 
it it's a familiar song. You'll probably when when I pick it, yeah, I'm not going to sing to it, but um, you know, it just kind of flows and just sounds really pretty and makes you feel good. I love it. Okay, can't wait to hear it. Linda, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me and share your guitar knowledge and experience and expertise. I know you've helped and inspired a lot of people out there. So Linda, take it away. Thanks, Marlene. It's been a lot of fun having you interview me. You're awesome. This episode's tip has helped you to continue expanding your guitar skills and knowledge. If you'd like to learn more, check out the many learning resources available at my website, marlenesmusic.com. Thank you for joining today's podcast. And as I like to say, play on. <laughs>